Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you're all doing well. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 16 of the Chicago Ringcast. I'm your host, Andy Campbell. Uh, welcome. Glad to have you here. I am here with Sean Fitzgerald and the Bardo. Uh, the three of us here tonight, we're doing a lightning round, a quicker podcast than usual, to comment on the recent news of the Chicago Blackhawks hiring Kyle Davidson as their permanent fixture as general manager moving forward. He's shedding their interim tag. He's staying with the group and uh, and he's going to be running the show as he has been so far. And we're going to break it down. Before we do, quick shout to our sponsor, Puck Hockey, P-U-C-K-H-C-K-Y.com in all caps. Hey, use the discount code. It's the rink. It's in all caps. The rink. 10% off. And a $100 purchase gets you a free t-shirt. Anyway, go check out the gear. It's good stuff. Sean, how are we doing tonight? What's Great. Up? Good. Oh, you know. Today's swag, Melancholy Infinite Sadness from Go. Smashing Pumpkins, two-disc set. Uh, my favorite song, probably 1979. That's a good one. It's probably mm-hmm. my favorite. And then a Colorado Rockies 19 or 2018 spring training hat. I will be attending a wedding in Colorado, so I had to get a little Colorado Rockies swag before out there. I already have a Rockies hat, but it's not as cool as this one. Awesome. Love it. And, uh, you know, I mean, considering your shirt, I mean, is that some sort of Chicago band owed to the state of the Hawks? Yeah, it is, is actually. Is there significance or is it just a it, it, bad it is actually. Okay. It, it is actually a little ode <laughs> to the Hawks. But uh, once we start here, uh, uh, or once we get into it, I will uh, make that reference. Yeah, love it. And Mr. Bard, how are we doing tonight, my friend? How are you? Welcome back. Dawn of, dawn of a new day. How's it going? Dawn of a new day. It sure is. And on that topic, dawn of a new day, dawn of a new Blackhawk era, or maybe same. I don't know. We don't really know. The Blackhawks stayed internal. They put on quite the show and brought in a lot of uh, candidates. They demonstrated that they were really working on this hard or hardly working. We'll never know. Um, at the same time, names like Matthew Darsh and Eric Tulski and even Peter Chiarelli into the fold, as well as rumors of Cubs, former Cubs people coming over, all sorts of things for their vacant general manager spot. And who do they go with? They go with the interim candidate, the person who has been there, Kyle Davidson, 33 years young. Congratulations, Kyle. Uh, and good luck, buddy, huh? Um, you know, you're kind of dealt a, a really tough hand here uh, by your predecessor. Stan Bowman certainly stacked the chips against you uh, moving forward here. At the same time, Maybe there's something to like about this. Maybe there's something to be skeptical about it. And uh, Bard, what say you? What do you like about this? What do you? What do you think? As far as let's think positively. Let's get away from Sean's T-shirt for a few minutes here, and so go, go back. Positive vibes. Let's go back 24 hours ago when the announcement pretty much came down, and I, I was not surprised that he was named GM. I'm on record on this podcast. Go back to the recordings where I said that that. Kyle was going to get the job. That was my prediction. Um, and, you know, I, I just feel like it was um, they were grooming him for that and and they made him the interim GM. They got his feet wet, et cetera. So now he gets the interim tag removed and now he's he's the uh, he's the guy. So today um, certainly was a little a, a little bit of a show. 
Um, to say that he uh, and use a little cliche, he certainly won the won the won the uh, press conference, um, as they always say. Um, but you know, look, he said a lot of the right things and a lot of things that Blackhawk fans, you know, may not want to hear, but probably need to hear is that it's going to be a long rebuild. He's not putting a timetable on it. He used that that dreaded R word rebuild, which I I see as a positive because this team needs to do that. Um, for those who listened to the podcast or watched it online uh, or on TV, you heard a lot of subtle shots made to um, towards Stan Bowman in terms of sticking with the plan and not deviating from it. I mean, will will that be reality? I hope so. Um, you know, they they said it with very much you know, with conviction that, that it was going to be the plan um, that they were going to stick with. They were going to have to make a lot of tough decisions. Um, I thought the comments that he made about uh, Kane and Taves being aware of the situation um, and what's going to be happening and what the plan is, was very interesting. Um, Mm -hmm. He did not say that we're sticking with them and keeping them. Um, He did not commit to them, which I, you know, I think is a positive. Um, I know that might, you know, turn a lot of people off and especially, you know, people who want to buy tickets because who are they going to come, come see? But, you know, at this point, it's it's really about collecting assets. They need to trade what they can at the deadline. Um, they, they're going to they need to acquire draft picks and, and young prospects. You know, look, you know, it, to date right now, I mean, Kyle has done a pretty good job in terms of handling Rockford. He hasn't force fed. Um, Lucas Reichel into the NHL. He's he's let a lot of these other kids marinate down there. You know, kids like yeah. Ian Mitchell. Um, and and look, I mean, the other thing I thought was interesting was some of the subtle shots that he made towards Colleton. I mean, we all remember that he was the one that that pulled the plug on Colleton. He um, you know he talked about Derek King as uh, an elite communicator, something yeah. that uh, Colleton was the direct opposite of. So I mean, to me, I mean, there's a lot to like about what you heard. Yeah. Um, the question is, will it come through and will will the plan come to fruition sooner or later? Yeah. Excellent points. I mean, you know, he's been there. I, I like what you've said, particularly about the Rockford piece. And you're seeing some of those assets come up from Rockford and actually fare pretty well in NHL games where if they were thrown into the fire, if you threw Alec uh, Regula in too early, maybe he would not be playing as well. Yeah. Um, you know, a few others, you know, Reichel's not ready yet. And he's demonstrated that. And they said, OK, back down. Yeah. And that's it. You know, let's yep. let's keep working on you. So that those things I do like a lot. Um, and I do like that he hasn't committed to Kane and Taves. And I do like that he did use the R word. He said rebuild. He mm-hmm. said it's happening. What happens in the conversations with Kane and Taves after that is going to be very interesting. Yeah. And the one thing you did hear them directly say is that we're not going to state a plan and then, you know, veer off the off the um off right. the highway. Yeah. Or whatever they said. I'm I'm kind of making paraphrasing but yeah no, I mean, no no that's right on yeah that's basically what they were saying and that's a shot at stan bowman who basically was saying that he was going to rebuild and then all of a sudden they acquire you know a 37 year old goaltender or a defenseman mm-hmm. in his prime and sign him to a you know a, a, an eight-year contract so that those aren't moves you make if you're rebuilding so yeah yeah, yeah. and i um i like uh jacob uh Jacob, thank you for writing in jacob pru prow i'm i do apologize if i'm pronouncing your last name wrong but as he writes, agreed. Uh, we wanted the Hawks. Uh, we'll pop it on up there. Thank you, Jacob. Agreed. We wanted the Hawks to publicly commit to a rebuild for years. I'm slightly optimistic. The trade deadline. I don't get the pure hatred of Davidson. I don't either. Let's give the guy a shot. Let's see what he can do. 
Exactly. I think the yeah. hatred, uh, look, I, I'll be the first to admit, I wanted some fresh thinking and, and fresh blood right out, you know, yeah. from outside the organization. But, you know, to that point, I mean, there's a lot of people out there that are, you know, smarter than me and more have more insight than I do that, that are outside the organization that right. say Kyle is is not Stan Bowman. Don't you know, don't get that twisted. And look, no one knows if he's going to be a good GM or not. No one knows. So yeah. we just have to give him a chance and see what happens. Yeah. And, and to Jacob's point, you know, a few a few weeks ago before they said we're about to start this huge hiring process. People were more or less saying, let's see what this kid can do. Mm -hmm. And I was one of them. Um, and I and I keep wavering back and forth because that's what fans do. You know, we talk out of every side of our mouth. You know, that's just, you know, that's how it works. But but uh, Jacob, thank you for writing that point in. And it's cool. And um, and and to his point, you know, this is who we've got. This is who we're ro rolling with. Uh, and we should we should all be rooting for him. We totally should be. Now, let's move on to Sean's shirt. Sean, you wore that shirt for a reason. I, I did. Are you nervous about all this? You nervous? I am about Kyle. I am. Um, I'm really nervous about it. The Bard said one of the positives was they used to term rebuild. Stan Bowman said two years ago they were going to rebuild, and they literally trimmed some stuff off the periphery, brought in three goaltenders, and then the next year they abandoned ship. So until they consistently rebuild for more than one year, I'm not sold on that. Okay. Also, after watching the Office episode where Michael lists off his pros and cons for dating Jan, I came up with some, with some cons for Kyle Davidson. Okay. Uh, one, he, he worked under Stan Bowman. That's the only general manager he's worked under. He may, he may have his own ideas how things run, but he's only seen the one guy. The other candidates, especially your guy, Matthew Darsh, yep. has played and worked in different organizations. Stan Kyle Davidson's only worked in one organization, so he know, only knows how one organization runs. Mm -hmm. Fair. Two, Rocky Wirtz was involved in the hiring. And in my general manager layout and stuff, I said if Rocky Wirtz was involved in the hiring, it was it was bad news. Um, I didn't like that he was involved. I If Danny Wirtz is truly the CEO, that he they should have just told Rocky, this is the guy, meet him, we're going that way. So I didn't like that Rocky Wirtz was involved in the evaluation process. Yeah. Three, it's the Wirtz family. We've heard this all before. It's the same song and dance we've heard before. Like, we're going to rebuild. It's not about the money. All these other – it's not about the money. We're, we're about winning. And then Papa Wirtz didn't have him on TV forever. And then Rocky, as soon as somebody gives him a touch question in the town hall, he lashed out. Yeah. So I don't really trust what they're saying in that regard. Okay. He's only 33 years old. Third, when uh, I'm assuming I'm going to speak for myself here. I'm above the age of 33. At 33, I was not ready to run a NHL hockey organization. I don't care. I wasn't even ready to be the manager of where I worked. And I've been there for eight or nine years. Like, I don't know if he's ready to be the guy and run the entire organization. Um. There's three, and then, oh, I had, um, oh, salary cap. So Danny Wirtz made sure to say that Kyle Davidson has been uniquely familiar, become their salary cap expert in the organization. If he was a salary cap expert, why did they acquire Tyler Johnson, whose contract is going to be an albatross, 
And why did they give Seth Jones that horrible contract that's going to be hanging around their neck for years to come, worse than the Brent Seabrook deal? If he is such the salary cap expert, he should have pleaded. I know he wasn't calling the shots, and ultimately it was um, his prior boss's job, but he should have been screaming from the rooftops, throwing printers that that contract shouldn't have been given out. So those are just some of the the big cons I take away. And and I personally, like Bard said, they I think they missed the boat on getting a fresh perspective. And yep. they're trying to if they're trying to get away from the Kyle Beach turmoil and everything like that. I understand Kyle Davidson wasn't here when it happened, but yep. he was here during the aftermath. Right. So he still he still got that little bit of taint on him in that regard. Yep. No, it is interesting. We're what what if he was responsible, if that was his role, being responsible for the cap and things like that. Yikes. And we're and we're in this position and he played a role in that, then we're then we got serious problems ahead. Yeah. Well, here's the here's now. the counter to that though. We yep. also learned, I think, in during these during the press conference today, it's sort of to me, it convinced us how big of an ego or how big the egos were of Stan Bowman and and probably to a degree, Jeremy Colliton. Um, but Stan Bowman, especially, I mean, it seemed like it was his ship and whatever anybody else said in terms of opinions or perspective didn't matter. If he wanted to do it, right, you were going right. to do it. And then why did the, here, here's my counter to that then, because I'm still playing the devil. Why did the words family then promote him to president of hockey operations? Like he was just the general manager and they gave him a promotion even though the ship was clearly going down and he wasn't listening to anybody else. It was his show yeah. and they gave him a promotion. I think part of that is also because I don't know if the Wirtz, Wirtz family, I mean, if you look at the, this is a, a little bit of a counter to my whole argument is that, you know, the fact that they didn't go outside the organization and they kept continuity and they kept somebody in there. I, I don't know if they really wanted to go outside the organization ever. So to yeah, me, and that's never, why, yeah, might have never yeah. been their intention. Yeah, and that then they just put, they put on a dog and pony show and I, I little wag the dog for yeah. us. And yeah, no, I agree. I, I guess the I'll, only I'll, other thing I'll, I'll also say one more thing in, in terms of you know Kyle's experience being with one organization. You know there are examples out there in sports like Brian Cashman who have really only been with one organization. I know right. baseball is completely different. But, you know, he went from intern, worked his way up, um, yep. you know, had a lot of success. And I know, look, the Yankees have unlimited amount of funds. It's different in hockey, but um, it is possible to to be successful having been with one organization. I think the big key, though, is, is who he's going to surround himself with. Right? Yep. Yep. And is yeah. hopefully the uh, the I almost wanted to say Stan Bowman. That's wrong. Because uh, I'm being the devil and being negative. Um, so I, I immediately regurgitate Stan Bowman. Um, hopefully the plan doesn't turn into the Philadelphia 76ers, the process. Yes. So, right. Well, and I don't, you know, it, it could be that it could be another one of, a you know, the Hawks thing saying, all right, we know we've got someone we can control. Um, yep. we know he's been around and I, again, that is the, the, the devil on the shoulder comment. What I'm hoping happened, um, and this is maybe wishful thinking, but I, I hope that Kyle came to them because he was being interviewed in the process too. And he said, look, I've been looking at these numbers for months and months and months. I think I might know a way out of this. 
saying this, this, I, would, this yeah. would be my plan to rebuild. And this is who we have to move. And this is what we need to acquire. And this is how we do this. And we don't know what the other candidates came with. If they, the, if they had that depth of knowledge, because this is a serious hole that the Hawks are in. This is going to take a while. Oh, yeah. And that's and that's sort of the sense that I got from some of Danny's uh, words, comments is that mm -hmm. this kid is very proactive and, you know, forward thinking. He's not sitting there reacting. He's more yeah. proactive. Right. So, I mean, I like that about him. Yeah. Now, if they start to say to him, you know, hey, we're not going to do it this way. We're not going to do it this way. He's going to walk out. He's a smart kid, it seems like, you know, yeah. he's, he's no dummy. He's not going to just take it because, you know, it's the Chicago Blackhawks and it's and it's a, right. you know, it's one of 32 GM titles in the world. He'll walk right out. He doesn't give a crap. Right. And yeah, no, now, I mean, I, yeah. yeah. I, I don't worry about the age thing, Shawnee, as much. I mean, I Theo Epstein was a month shy of his 29th birthday when the Red Sox hired him. Hey, I didn't want to make a Cubs reference, but yes, <laughs> I, 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 I went the baseball route here, so it's on me. It's everyone. <laughs> I did that. Sean did not do that. I did that. I, I went to basketball before I went to baseball. Yeah, no, but I just, I, the, the age thing doesn't bother me. I, you know, I, I think we're, we're learning from our country's leadership that we need to go younger. Um, so, and that's not a knock on Biden. That's a knock on all politicians right now. Uh, so, um, at any rate, so. I don't know. I, I, I'm not as bugged about this hire as I originally thought I would be. Um, because I, I think when, when they opened up the search, knowing that someone was going to come in and possibly be running the show with weeks before the trade deadline, you know, four weeks or so, and was just going to plop into a chair and be like, Whoa, what are we doing here? Versus someone who's been there all season. Um, you know, I, I still like that. What, I guess now the other question I want to pose is now there's a hockey rumor going around saying that Mark Andre Fleury wants to stay put. So if we're rebuilding here, say Mark Andre Fleury's they they do right by him. So now the word is that Mark Andre Fleury was promised when he came to Chicago. Promised by who? I don't know. Maybe the guy who's not there anymore, Stan Bowman. Right. Promise like, yeah, well, don't worry, you're going to come here and we won't screw this up. We'll do right by you. I don't really, you know, uh, want, I love Marc-Andre Fleury, but I really hope they don't make an emotional decision on him and say, you know what, Stan promised you or someone else promised you. So we're not going to move you when, you know, I mean, as Gordon Gecko said in Wall Street, you know, if you need a friend, get a dog. So um, thoughts on Marc-Andre Fleury and now the possibility of him actually sticking around. Bard. I still don't think it's going to happen. I, I yeah. think, you know, you're going to hear all sorts of rumors and different things. You know, you're probably going to hear a Kane rumor again and, and a Taves rumor before it's all said and done. But, you know, that right now there is no commitment to anybody in this organization right now from a player perspective. You've yeah. heard that loud and clear today. Um, I think it's really going to come down to whether or not Flurry is willing to waive his no trade clause and go to a team um, and, and for, for a shot at, at another ring and to further cement his legacy. I, I, I just don't think staying here and playing in empty buildings for the next couple of months, I don't think he wants to do that. Um, you know, he, he only has to go somewhere for essentially two to three months, depending on their playoff run. And yeah. then he can go figure out what he wants to do with his family, whether it's, you know, stay in Chicago long-term or move, move back to Vegas, whatever the case may be. 
I just think it's going to come down to, and maybe who knows, it, it may be the fact that um, s- somebody put that rumor out there as a way to maybe get teams to up their offer or, yeah. or something like that. I mean, that's, you know, we see agents do that all the time. Um, so again, I still think he's going to be dealt. I think he'll agree to something in terms of some place to go, whether it's back to Vegas or whatever. Okay. I, I don't see him sticking here for the final few months. It, yeah. It's a team. That, and look, quite honestly, if this team has a vision of being in a rebuild, what does that say about a, a veteran like Mark Andre Fleury? If he is not willing to sort of, I, I know he owes nothing to the organization, but you know, for the future of the, of this, you know, organization, I guess. And, and I guess looking at it from just a hockey perspective, the NHL is better when the Blackhawks are good. We saw it. Oh, for yeah, for sure. So yep. it's like, wouldn't you want that rebuild to happen? Yep. Because you're an asset. So, yep. I, so I, I just think it's going to happen. I, I, I don't buy any of these rumors. I think it's going to happen. Yep. Shawnee, he's got 10 teams. He can say absolutely no to. Will the Hawks find the other ones, <laughs> the right ones and do this thing? So I, I I echo Bard's statement, and I hope they do trade him. But if if it's out there, and let's say Mark Andrew Fleury comes out and said he doesn't want to be traded, then they're damned if they do, damned if they don't. Right. They're damned if they do because now down the line, prospective free agents or somebody who don't get a new movement clause but are under the wink-wink handshake agreement that they're not going to be dealt – yeah. could be dealt so that kind of that kind of destroys Kyle Davidson's credibility with future free agents and agents negotiating I don't but know, maybe I don't know I, I especially you don't want to get a reputation like the like the Chicago Bulls had where their front office was not respected nobody wanted to come here because of them so you don't want to get that reputation early on mm-hmm. however if they do not trade him they are setting themselves so far back on the rebuild because aside from Brandon Hagel, Marc-Andre Fleury is the best asset that you have no long-term. Like, he's the best um, one-year asset you have. He's better than Dominique Kubelik, better than Calvin DeHaan, Dylan Strom. Marc-Andre Fleury is that chip where you don't sacrifice anything long-term to move. And he's mm-hmm. the best one you've got. So they have to do it. If they, if Kyle Davidson was really committed to what he said about Right. You know, we're going to rebuild, and it's going to be three to five years. You've got to acquire uh, lottery tickets. Like like Eric Andrews said on last week's pod, Stash said it. Eric Andrews put it in his article. Like Asset management is immensely huge for Kyle Davidson going forward. Yeah, I don't – you know, I again, I'm, I don't think that Kyle Davidson would damage his reputation if he moved him in kind of the damned if you do, damned if you don't scenario. Um. If he owns it, if he just says, look, like, hey, I didn't acquire him. Right. You know, and so and we could put re- that on. on yeah, stand, we, yeah. We, need, we need to rebuild and I'm going to move him. I mean, certainly, you know, if anyone it, it probably got backlash more for moving him last year, it was Vegas and, and they're fine. And they regrouped and got Eichel. Um, but so I, I think, uh, first of all, I 100 percent, they got to move him no matter what. I mean, y- you have to do it. Um and I, I, you cannot, you need to, you need to gamble with moving him and facing any backlash of him saying publicly, like, I can't believe they traded me. I didn't want them to versus saying, look, we had an agreement with that. We were going to talk to him about this. And if he didn't want to get traded, regardless of what's down there contractually, that we were just going to keep him. I think that'd be a worse 
worse thing than the alternative. See, yeah. I think that I think that rumor out there that we saw today almost creates a little bit of a groundswell of a market to be created. Um, Could be where teams can Could be a plant. Say, you know what? <laughs> we need a goaltender. Let let's up our price a little bit. You know, right. if we're only offering a third. We'll offer a second. Yeah. Um, you know, that that could be what it is. But yeah. quite frankly, I, I mean, I agree with you, Andy. I I don't think the um, you know, his his reputation is going to be on the um, meaning uh, Kyle's reputation is going to be on the line with this. Um, right. He he's got to move him. Um, and, and I think look, it's it's an asset that he never actually re- uh, acquired. In the beginning, and look, I mean, quite frankly, I mean, does Mark Andre Fleury have the power to say I don't want to go anywhere? He does, but I think he would look foolish more than anything. The Blackhawks made it clear they want to rebuild; they yeah. need the assets. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. He's got to go. Yeah, he's, and I don't, you know, we we could go on and on and on about Brandon Hagel as well being the most marketable trade chip for the Blackhawks right now, but. If the GM publicly comes out and says, we are rebuilding, this may take three to five years, as he did state. Multiple times. You can't hold on to Brandon Hagel. No. You cannot say that and then not trade Brandon Hagel. Well, he he said everything that you want, that you need in a rebuild. He said we have to look at our and rebuild our asset pool, whether it's draft picks, prospects. Um, he didn't want to put a timetable even. He said it may take three, five years, but he didn't even want to put a timetable on a rebuild. No. He knows that this thing is going to be ugly before it gets pretty. Well, and yep. who knows? I mean, I don't at what point even I, this is this is blasphemy in a lot of Blackhawk circles, maybe including some at the rink. And thank God Ray isn't on right now. <laughs> but Alex Debrinkit, does he want to sit around for five years? I don't know. Yeah. See, who knows? I, I mean, he's he's at the top of his game. And I and I posed um, a couple shows ago about possibly moving Alex to Brinkett. Yeah. I think I, I think I was I think I got was given a death stare by somebody on the way. Probably, yeah, there. probably one I of mean, us. Because like like yeah, but but yeah, I mean yeah, everyone. That, that's a that's everyone. a re- that's a realistic consideration. But see, here's where it, if Kyle Davidson says. What Kyle Davidson said today was true, that he spoke with Jonathan Taves, he spoke with Patrick Kane. They're aware of what's going to happen. So my assumption is that maybe either they let their contracts play out and then they decide, whatever. Alex Dabrinkit is going to have to be the face of the organization going forward. Like, you're going to have to sell jerseys and get people, whether it's 5,000 people, 4,000 people, whatever it is, to show up and watch this team. And Alex Dabrinkit is if Kane and Taves decide to leave, Alex Dabrinkit is the only draw on the current roster. Right. So that's why I think they don't do it. But back to your Brandon Hagel comment, in three to five years, the way Brandon Hagel plays, like his hard nose in the corners and stuff like that, I mean, they're similar in their style of plays, but what, Andrew Shaw? How old was Andrew Shaw when he retired? I know Brandon Hagel's not much of a fighter as Andrew Shaw was, mm-hmm. but uh, Brandon Hagel's style of play has a shelf life, and it's not as long as. Yeah. He's not going to be like this. Um, no, I mean I don't. I but I just there's yeah, and Brand, you know, who knows? I, I, I think his longevity might be longer than Shaw's. Um, but you know you don't know. And again, on a on a on a cup competing team, 
you know, he's a he's a bottom six guy. We've said it over and over again. That's reality. That's fact. He's 23. He's on, an, on a good contract. Like Tyler Toffoli got a huge return. Brandon Hagel should get more than that or comparable to that. Go ahead, Bart. I was going to say, I was going to say, I don't think they're going to trade to Brinkett, but I would because, quite frankly, I think trade you know, goal scoring, goal scoring wingers, you can find that there, there's a lot of them out there, you yeah. know, maybe, and maybe not like him as a 40 goal scorer or whatever he is, right. but. You know, he's not Kane. He's not going to be that kind of a player. Kane is just, you know, yeah. once in it is a generational talent. Guys like to bring it, they're they're out there. So to me, it's like if you're rebuilding and you could say, I'm going to trade to bring it and get an elite 20, 21 year old young center, um, yeah. I would I would do it. Or a 20 to 21 year old elite defensive prospect, I right. would do it. I yeah. would actually yeah. trade to bring it before I would trade Kirby Doc. Well, I mean, 100% it- would. I mean, Dabrinkit's contract is up after next year, mm-hmm. so yeah, I, you know, I think we, I this is the other thing that I want Blackhawks fans to chill out on real quick. And uh, Tab Branford sent a tweet out that said, you know, oh Kyle, good luck, Kyle. You've got a few weeks to prove if you're a GM. Um, do I think Hagel should be moved at the deadline? Absolutely. Are there going to be things at the deadline that that don't happen that we don't like to see? Absolutely, to that too. We cannot judge Davidson just based on this trade line. This is going to trade deadline. This is going to be a busy summer, and so oh, yeah. I, I think a lot more will probably happen this summer than will at the trade deadline. Um, Andy, I, I agree. I think you you hit it on the head. Um, the trade deadline is just one of his hurdles. It's yeah. the trade deadline. It's the draft. It's free agency. Like those are those are three things he's like the first three hurdles he's got to clear and show some sign of progress. Right. for the organization like Absolutely. it's not it's just the first step and if he's going to keep jumping hurdles until eventually we get to the um playoff contention again and open right. lanes he's got to make sure that he gets clear over those and gets the right like they they kept talking about the right player the right thing i don't know what that entails for them mm-hmm. but i'm hoping he has a vision and i'm hoping it's not smallish defensemen um right. to draft right so, now now this this trade deadline to bring it that's not happening no um and I don't I don't you know think that we should start to look look to that but you know because I think that and who knows but Davidson might sit down with to bring it this summer and be like you know you've got one more year left on your deal deal do you want to start negotiating your new contract right now or we're ready to start contract negotiations with you if that doesn't go very well mm-hmm. for whatever reason or if to bring it is disgruntled or you know, because he doesn't want to be part of a rebuild or whatever, then that expedites that possibility. And and then it could become very real. You know, I mean, you've got, you know, Debrinket. Oh, I'm sorry, Debrinket is a uh, 23, 24. So he's got one more, one more after, after the following season. So no, he won't be going anywhere, maybe for a little while, unless it's sometime next season, depending on what they look like before the deadline. At any rate, so, I mean, you've got Debrinket, Kane, and Taves all coming off the books at the same time. Now, Debrinket is an RFA, so they have leverage with them. You know, that that said, I mean, I, at, at some point, though, the Hawks are going to need to keep a couple decent or heavy contracts around to hit the cap floor. Debrinket might be one of those if he goes through the rebuild. Jones, they have, well, they've got Jones, Jones will be one. Jones will be one, but you, you need a couple. But here's the thing. Do they become sort of a, a Arizona Coyotes where they can, you know, acquire a bad contract and get an asset with it? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. you could. 
Yeah. But, but let me go, let me go back to to, to break it real quickly. What if in the offseason Colorado calls you and says we're going to offer you Bowen Byram and a number one pick and a first round pick for Debrinket? Do you do it? I'd ask for yeah, more. Say that one more time. Bowen Byram and a first round pick for Debrinket. Sure. Hundred percent, I do it. I hundred percent. I'd ask for one more prospect in there. Maybe one more. I'd ask maybe. for. Middle middle prospect, maybe a middle prospect or, yeah. or something like I'd that. I'd ask but. for a second round pick. Yeah. Well, Jacob, Jacob's back, fellas. Jacob, welcome back. The Hawks can make a deep run in five to seven years, which might be generous. Could be. Rebuild, rebuilds, there's no timetable on them. Trade everyone who won't be young and on top of their game in five to seven years. Bang. That's it. That's really it. That Jacob, simple? welcome to the party, man. Good yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's he's uh, contributing more than, uh, you know, Sometimes Ray does on the show. I'm yeah. kidding, Ray. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, kidding, if, if you are going to be past your prime in five to seven years, get him out. Let's go. Yeah, it's contributing more than Dominic Kubalik. Yeah, Ooh. well, and and I I hope that the Hawks, if they're balking on Hagel, didn't you learn anything about Dominic Kubalik? Right. Um, the guy that everyone thought was completely untouchable two years ago, and now they can't trade him for peanuts. Yeah, and I mean it's bad when when Lafferty is playing above Kubalik. In lines, Lafferty's was on the second line. Kubelik's yeah. on the third line. Lafferty can't score. He's no. he, he he can do everything else. He can skate real fast. He can go in the corners. Can't score. Yeah. So so well. So Kyle Davidson has his work cut out for him. I also think it will be very interesting as the season starts to wind down and the summer approaches. We will start to learn a lot about the fate of uh, the two golden smoothies. Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves. And um, if they will see out the final years of their contracts, or if there are going to be talks about moving them in some sort of packages, will Jonathan Taves even be playing after this year? We've gone over that several times. This might be it for him, sadly. He's uh, coming back. What's that? He's coming back to the ice Thursday. So oh, okay. Well, Thursday's there you go. Probably. Yeah. For how long? Yeah. King saying cautiously optimistic, according to Ben Pope. Okay. And then Patrick Kane has a lot of mileage left. And if I'm Patrick Kane, I'm saying, all right, thank you, but uh, it's time. And I'd love one more cup, but I'm not Patrick Kane. None of us are. And as we've said before, it's going to be entirely up to him if he wants to be moved before his contract is up. He has earned that right. Um, and he has IMO, in my opinion. He has earned that. He's given everything to the, mm -hmm. to the hacks. So, guys, any final, th final thoughts on Davidson before we uh, – Declare victory for the evening <clears throat> on a short podcast. I do think the one thing that's interesting is the comments that he made about Derek King today. It, it led me to believe that he definitely has a good shot at getting the interim tag, you know, taken off because quite frankly, who are you hiring on a rebuild? Right. I mean, it could be him, but I, I just don't know how good he is in terms of talent development. Um, that to me is a big question. But look, if they if they see that the talent is not developing, then they could always make a move. But quite frankly, I think there's a really good chance that Derek King is back. Well, King King's been an AHL coach for a number of years, right. so yeah. I mean, at some point he's had to develop some talent because right. not all your NHL players go straight from no, major I, juniors or college yeah. to the NHL. So, well, I think it'll, it, yeah. Go ahead, Sean. Yeah. Sorry. And if they're in a rebuild and. Maybe it is yeah. just a, fam a familiarity with, 
you know, who's um, who's in the organization, like, and, you know, who's in the organization, he's familiarity, he understands where their progress is, yep. and stuff like that, and he can continue to develop them. He could be your um, Dennis Savoir-Faire, uh, Denny Savard, before they get good, and then you ax them, yep. bring in a coach that only exactly wants to win. Say. Yeah, but that's, I mean, that's that's what they did. That's the model. Um, yeah, I don't, there's really no point in going in a vast coaching search right now if you're committing to a rebuild. I just nope. don't see it. And and the players seem to like King and, you know, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But uh, should be interesting. You definitely don't want to go look in the Swedish two league for a head coach. That's for sure. No, <laughs> probably not. Well, at any rate, folks, uh, thank you so much for joining us on a quick one tonight. Um, but we wanted to, to give a quick shout out to uh, all of our listeners out there and our thoughts on uh, Kyle Davidson. Uh, Kyle Davidson, we're all rooting for you, man. Uh, good luck. Your Blackhawks era. And to Jacob Prow out there, Pro, Prow, Pro. Jacob Pro, definitely Pro tonight. Uh, thank you for your comments and your commentary. Some good stuff, man. Shawnee, anything? Um, just looking forward to the trade deadline coming up and um, yep. some more good pieces we're going to put out at the rink. And hopefully we'll have some positives to talk about after, or, or perspective positives to yep. talk about after the deadline. Absolutely. And for those of you out there, we referenced some of uh, the how uh, Kyle Davidson's role is all about asset management. You heard uh, you heard um, Bardo talking about it, but make sure fans out there that read some of our stuff on the website. Eric Andrews wrote a very good article on his thoughts on Kyle Davidson and asset management in, gen in general. Make sure to check that out. And we did just get a note from Jacob that is pronounced pro. Hell yeah, Jacob, you were pro tonight. Really appreciate it. And um, on behalf of my colleagues, Andy Campbell, uh, thank you, Bardo. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Jacob Pro. Everyone have a great night tonight, and um, take care. We'll be back soon. Have a good one. <laughs>